one. Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor. And then you decide for yourself. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today's episode, I'm just going to tell you, it may be very hard for some people to listen to. I know I was affected deeply um, with the guest and the stories that he told me, and I cannot thank him enough for coming on today to share this. So you may need some Kleenex for this episode. But before I get into this, I just want to say, uh, make sure you go to MyPillow.com, use promo code Janet. You can also use my unique 1-800 number, which is 800-976-1152. You can save up to 66% off and they have some fantastic products We use literally everything that they have. Um, I don't think there's anything they have that we haven't got yet. So the mattress toppers are amazing. We probably have 13 of their pillows now. The sheets are the most amazing thing I've ever slept on in my life. So make sure you check out MyPillow.com, promo code Janet. Also, make sure you go go buy some amazing coffee from Campfire Blend Coffee. Um, My good buddy Shannon over there just put out her uh, rum blend for the holidays. Everything that they have is really amazing. Their coffee flavors are fantastic and she's working on some new ones. So go follow Campfire Blend Coffee or go to campfireblend.com. Also go check out freedomshopdirectory.com. This was a brainchild of Miss Jackie from Bootleg Media. It has Patriot-owned businesses on there. They have some amazing things. Uh, They have clothing, jewelry, food, uh, specialty peanut and nut butters, um, which made me salivate looking at them. They have uh, services and goods and all kinds of stuff. So make sure you check that out as well freedomshopdirectory.com or follow them on Instagram at freedomshopdirectory. So today I have the lovely Jay with me. I know Jay from way back um, in the Four Deep Discord chat. We have not chatted for quite a while. Super excited we found each other again. So um He has some interesting stories to tell you today. This is called Terrifying Losses, and it relates to losses that happened to him and his family because of uh, basically medical malpractice. 
Um, so anyway, Mr. J, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Janet. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit about you. Like, where are you at? What's going on where you are? Uh, all the normal lockdowns for Canada and everything. I'm in Canada, so we got all the normal lockdowns happening and it it really doesn't affect me much. I'm still working and I don't like going to stores and restaurants. So it's, I mean, it's hitting me, you know what I mean? But it's not, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of restrictions. And so in the area that you're in, do they have the whole, uh, pass where you can't shop and shit without a pass? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, so, so how is it like, uh, do you have to have a pass where you at to shop and stuff like that? Yeah. Like for food courts, restaurants, they've been asking for them. Other than that, you've been pretty much okay to go through. There's been a couple provinces out here that are now implementing it for, well, allowing it to be implemented for grocery stores. So soon they're going to try to starve us out here, it seems like. But some people are starting to stand up in those uh, provinces, which is finally nice to see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it takes a village to, to make a change because, you know, a lot of people think that they're out there kind of on their own. Yes. And trying to fight a battle on their own. but. I think people are realizing that there's a lot more people. Yes. Willing to fight. That's how I've, I I've known about a lot of this stuff happening and coming for a long time and, uh, tried warning people. I was the crazy person. It's nice to see people starting to wake up to all this. And yeah, this is bigger than most people realize. You're not a crazy person. You're a sweetheart. But I've always just felt so like you know that. that. <laughs> Thanks. I was always fighting this on my own. I felt, you know, and then uh, now with all this, with Q, Trump, everything else, it's woken people up to right. things that were already known from many. But I mean, it's nice that it got light to public, and uh, yeah, I'm glad to see people waking up to this. But yeah, uh, and realizing there's other people out there with these getting banned everywhere and everything else. And you got certain platforms. Now we can start joining up and meeting other like-minded people, which is great. Amen to that. Amen to that. And I think that's so important because you have to uh, like seek out people that are like-minded. And I know a lot of people in the community are like, Oh, it's a echo chamber. It's blah, blah, blah. To me, it's not about that. It is about, finding people that you have commonalities with that you can form that bond with and that friendship with. And it doesn't matter if they're, you know, conservative or liberal or, or whatever, because there's a lot of people that uh, even though their political views are different, they feel the same exact way on a lot of stuff. So, yes. Uh, And that's what I've been seeing within all these action, so-called action groups is Mm -hmm. no one can even come to terms with other people's religion, race, food, even what we eat, we fight over and split groups over. And like, I've been trying with my group to try to make that a point that uh, it's all programming. It's all made to divide us. It's all made to make us fight over this. So we do not unite and we do not come together on a common cause. 
Right. And that's so true. And, and that fits in beautifully that sentiment with what we're going to talk about today, because if this does not upset people or shake some people awake to things, um, then, and this is, (laughs) this might piss somebody off, but uh, then you're absolutely soulless and heartless and, you know, I, I just don't know what else to say about that. So let's get into um, your stories. I want you to first tell me about your daughter. Okay. So I lost my daughter. Uh, we went for a two-month checkup. And uh, at the two-month checkup, everything looked fine. Her heart rate was great. Uh, they were giving her her two-month needles for vaccines. Um, my wife noticed a cough starting and just like a little raspiness. And she was asking what, you know, what's this? And the nurse, oh, that's nothing that usually happens with babies. And, and it's not, well, I'm kind of concerned. Can we check? So, so she checked. blew it off. Yeah. And she, they checked her heart rate. Her heart rate was through the roof. They, uh, the doctor itself had a friend that worked in the pediatrics in the hospital, sent her there, uh, her, it, she was well over the 200s for her heart rate at that Jesus. point. Uh, we were rushed with the air ambulance to sick kids. Um, and that was all within like, it took her three hours for her flight. And uh, so within four hours, five hours times frame from taking the needle, we were at sick kids. So so what what is that? Is that like um, like a specialty hospital? Yeah, it's just a children's hospital. Okay. So that would be, um, for people here, that would be like uh, St. Jude or Le Bonner, you know, um, yeah, there anything, anything like there. that that's specialty for children. Yes. So she was fine when you went in, <clears throat> and then she got vaccinations. And I know the vaccinations that you... Uh, told me are a little different than the vaccinations we give here. So what did she actually get at that visit? Uh, there was the DTAP, which would be your like uh, tetanus and uh, influenza. It's like a multitude of, I would have to look that up. To know yeah, the names is- offhand, but it's a multitude of things combined into one shot. And they right. give that at birth. And then they give it at two months and also at four months. And then Mm -hmm. it continues through our schedule of vaccinations out here. And what were the other uh, vaccinations that she got? Pneumococcal. (laughs) That one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And uh, uh, the other one was uh, rotavirus. So um, let's talk about those um, just briefly for a minute. So I'm going to like give people some background on what those actually are. Uh, And it depends. The vaccinations vary depending on manufacturer and also depending on if you're in the United States or if you're in Canada, um, if you're overseas, like they get different vaccinations. So if you're talking um, just the DTAP, um, and that is diphtheria, tet- tetanus, uh, and anticellular pertussis vaccination. And 
you know, it's like, if you look these up on, on the CDC website, of course, everything it says is, oh my God, your first line of defense is to get vaccinated for these diseases because they're so highly contagious and, and they're, you know, that's the only way you can stop them is to get this. So let me tell you a little bit about tetanus. Um, tetanus comes from a bacteria, the most common way you can get infected with tetanus. It's also called lockjaw is by, uh, stepping on like a rusty nail or cutting yourself on something rusty. It's a bacteria that supposedly, if you believe in germ theory, um, and you believe in bacteria, it's a toxin, let's put it that way that usually lives in the soil um, and things like that. And so they're afraid that if you don't get vaccinated for tetanus, you could have massive muscle spasms, you know, the lockjaw, things like that. It causes um, high blood pressure. It also causes a very rapid heart rate. Um, If you look into the side effects of tetanus, it can cause heart damage. Okay. And this is from the tetanus vaccine. This information is readily available if you look it up. Um, and so uh, the pertussis part of it is whooping cough. The symptoms of whooping cough are the same thing as croup. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of parents listening that their kids have had croup before. And what that is, is like a basically really deep barky cough, um, asthmatics, you'll hear the same kind of real deep cough and it's for long extended periods of time. And so the treatment for croup, the best treatment for croup is to bundle them up and take them outside and let them breathe cold air because that helps their lungs. Um, and it, and it takes out the, um, the pressure in the lungs basically is, is what that does. And so um, these are things that uh, they also have very uh, common. Uh, you may get a fever, you may get a slight cough, you may get, uh, you know, where you're feeling tired. This may, uh, you know, and it, it's, just basically like the same symptoms as a common cold, but because these quote toxins from tetanus and diphtheria and things like that became, came from the actual um, manufacturing industry. Hello, Mr. Carnegie. Um, That is how we push these vaccinations onto the schedule because it's a product of mining waste as well, um, because there are metals and um, contaminants from that. Um, And so they basically decided that they were going to um, take these, push them through the pharmaceutical industry and put them on the schedule. But if you look up the effects of these, Almost every one of them has um, massive heart tissue damage, really high blood pressure, um, a really severe cough that doesn't want to go away. These are all side effects from the vaccines themselves. And what they do in these vaccinations, they actually use 
toxins from these particular things and inject them into your body. So they're putting things into your body that are already full of uh, toxins so that they, they tell you that they are, you know, the science behind vaccinations is that so you can build up immunity. Well, here's the thing about that. And I know I'm kind of rambling on, but I want people to understand like how fucked up this system is. Um, rotavirus is nothing more than diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no medical treatment for it other than guess what? Push fluids. So once you come in contact with the rotavirus itself, um, each time you get reinfected with it, it's less and less severe. And that's how virology works. So the people that are freaking out over new variants all the time of disease, that's not how virology works. It may get more contagious and you may get reinfected. However, the symptoms always lessen with each new mutation. And so you're vaccinating your children against diarrhea. Now, here's how the human body works. When you get diarrhea, your body is trying to expel things from your system. Hence, quote, bacteria or viruses that should not be there in the first place. That's one of your body's natural lines of defense of getting rid of things. And so when you get that, you you push fluids so that you don't dehydrate. Um, And then you slowly bulk up your diet from those things. So, um, Jay, like what happened when you guys went to the hospital? Uh, I almost beat the actual helicopter to the hospital <laughs> with driving. I can imagine, like uh, a NASCAR driver. Yeah, and we got there just as she arrived, but the, she was uh, already sedated. They had put her on medication and was uh, basically not there. Like uh, they had her pumped up with so much stuff and her heart rate, and uh, we went through a lot of experiments because like, it's not a normal hospital where they don't have right. to follow the laws. Technically you have to sign off on medical practices that aren't traditions within the society. So like the other hospitals would not be able to do certain things. Right. And we were faced with all those. She was instantly put on a transplant list. Uh, the heart was swelling. So the, so, much. so the medications that they put her on weren't doing anything. No. No, I, I, to me, it was all just uh, making it worse. Right. Practice. They were practicing using her as a guinea pig. Uh, that's how I perceive that whole system. Uh, it, the things I saw within those rooms out in there, it, it was just people wouldn't even imagine. Like, you know, you're, you're next to someone that's got their chest wide open, saran wrapped, and you can basically see, like, their heart pumping almost, like, because mm-hmm. they're trying to – deflate the heart and slowly close the chest after uh, a surgery. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it, it looks like Dr. Frankenstein kind of stuff like going on. And it does. And for people that don't know, they actually do do that um, in facilities because like say a patient went through a risky surgery, uh, but they have to get them, um, you know, stabilized basically. And 
spending more time under anesthesia that like they don't think the patients can take it. So they do leave the chest open, the stomach open um, a lot of times. And that's basically what they do is saran wrap it and wait until they think that that patient is stable enough to go back under anesthesia to actually close it. So that does happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> the devices were used in there are like uh, experimental type stuff, you know, and, right. and it, it's really amazing what they're doing. But on the other hand, I was kind of seeing through the stuff. <laughs> I've always been a conspiracy theorist, right? I've had a lot of things happen before my daughter. So uh, my eyes were already open to the medical system and I asked all the right questions while we were there, but never got the right answers. Well, of course not, because a lot of times they don't have any answers to give you, you know? And no. so how, how long uh, were you guys in the hospital? We were there for about two, well, a little over two months. And right in that time, did anything, um, improve or did she continue to get worse continue to get worse uh so her heart continued to swell we there's there's a lot to it like uh, we ended up putting her on a machine that's like kind of experimental with uh it, almost like a heart pump but it's a new right. version at the time there was only a kid that lived on it for five days from japan mm -hmm. Right. Uh, we used it. it, she ended up getting a couple weeks off of it. So she has the longest test on that machine, which is, uh, so just to get on to like what I believe like this, she was diagnosed with uh, cardiomyopathy. Mm -hmm. So all my research led to myocarditis being a start as the common. Right. It is, it's the, it's pretty much, um, in the same family as myocarditis. Yes. Uh, and I was, I was hearing it was, uh, well, from researching, it was the most common effect of cardiomyopathy. Well, she had dilated cardiomyopathy. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's the leading cause. And due to a viral infection, it seems to be the cause, which I would think would be the injection. <laughs> exactly. So this is very similar to this COVID shot and what we're seeing with this pericarditis mm -hmm. and myocarditis. Uh, mm -hmm. It could lead to this. It could lead to what my daughter had. And I mean, within that DTAP itself has the influenza and all those other, like, you know, it's just, I don't know. That's my, my link. And I would just like to caution people on looking at this. Cause I've looked at this for over seven years now. She's passed away in November 23rd, seven years ago. And, uh, I just, I've always been a researcher and a conspiracy theorist. So I went down the biggest rabbit hole ever and into vaccines and, mm -hmm. I don't care what all these groups say. We're not anti-vaxxers. I'm 100% an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm right, right there with you. That. Yeah. I've looked and, into all these. And like you were saying, like the, they're literally putting industrial waste in our food, our water, and our medicine. Yes. Yes. And we're going to like really get into the nuts and bolts of that in a while. But I want you to tell me um, like how long after she was at the hospital did they finally tell you that she had dilated cardiomyopathy? Uh, it would have been a few days in, I believe. They did a lot of studies and they did uh, blood and everything else and uh, blamed it on a genetic mutation, which from my research can also happen through a vaccine or anything you actually ingest. Correct. So Correct. It, 
it, it, they were trying to blame it on us, uh, maybe our diets uh, prior to conception, uh, everything else. So we went through a lot of genetic testing to prove nothing. And but see, here's the thing, and I, this is what I want to emphasize on this. Um, she was a perfectly healthy two-month-old baby, correct? Before yes. you got these fucking vaccinations. Yes. And there was no problems and she wasn't having uh, trouble breathing or swelling in her legs or swelling in her face or nothing like that. No, she, she was, she seemed normal to us. I mean, it was as soon as the shot happened, she was completely different. Like no right. more. Smiles, like as, no more uh, right upon injection. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, I wasn't there. My wife went for the meeting. I was personally at work. And then uh, got the call and yeah, but it was like pretty well immediate. I got there, uh, got them to the hospital. And then uh, from there we were airlifted. So I got to see a lot and she was completely sedated without being sedated at that point. So um, when they were transporting her, was she hooked up to like an EKG machine and they had no. her on machines. We had to sign a waiver that if anything happened because of her heart rate, we would it, they wouldn't be able to save her up in the airplane. And uh, so we had to sign that. So I don't know what exactly they would have been able. What I, They had her heart machine hooked up, but that was it. It was basically you're on, she's on her own until she gets there. That's crazy. So let me, let me tell people a little bit about what dilated cardiomyopathy is. Um, it is when the heart becomes so enlarged um, that it can't pump blood effectively. And so not only do you have um, the issues in, in your chest with your heart, but because blood pumps through that to the rest of your body, um, it causes, of course, uh, like a lethargic feeling and your uh, limbs swell uh, really bad because your heart can't efficiently move blood from one place to your, of your body to another. Um, so there's a lot of swelling in the extremities. Of course, you can't breathe because you feel like you're suffocating because your heart has enlarged within the chest. And so um, it's kind of like when people get um, fluid around their heart, they feel like they're drowning. It can be the same way with cardiomyopathies because it's so enlarged that, you know, you, you just feel like you, you can't get a deep breath. Um, so uh, lots of chest pain, uh, fainting uh, can lead to heart failure, which, you know, it's definitely um, one of the side effects of every one of the vaccinations. <coughs> if you look them up. And so um, you can also get brain damage because if you're not getting blood to your entire body, um, you can start going into seizures and things of that nature. <coughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry. So when you were at the hospital and all of this was going on, how was it for you guys as parents to watch this? Terrifying. I, I'm the type of person, I get things done. I do everything for myself. I was helpless. 
and that was a hard feeling to overcome. I've had so many things run through my mind and I, and I went with the, the whole narrative of right now, just trust the science, trust the guy in the lab coat. And I believe like there was nothing I could really do to change the outcome. I don't believe, but there was things that were done that hurt the outcome and maybe didn't give her as much time to right. try to find a transplant. And that's like uh, touching on the, the hard to breathing thing. They brought her to the fourth floor, which was ventilators. Mm-hmm. And they put her on a ventilator and I seen her drowning. Like, right. so, and this, I believe is what happening right now with COVID. They're killing these people with these machines. I, I don't know for sure. I'm not it's a scientist, 100%. but I believe they should be oxygenating the blood, not the lungs. And that's uh, from what yeah. I've researched. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but, and then, uh, so I seen her drowning. I had to fight with them to get her off that machine, bring her back down to the next level so that she wasn't on these ventilators and they Mm -hmm. fought me on it, but I won in the end, but I think the damage was kind of already started from that. Right. And so when they do that, and it is the same thing as the protocols that are going on now in hospitals for the virus. um, It's the same thing where you're putting so much pressure through Uh, the lungs and they're pumping so much air through there and you already have a child that can't breathe and is having chest pain because if you think about um, like when uh, not just the heart but like if your stomach was swollen or anything like that bigger than what it normally is that pushes all of those organs together Um, it takes up more room in your body than what you know, there is normally there. And so when that happens, um, it has a negative effect. And especially in somebody that's having trouble plumping blood through the body anyway, you're, you're forcing the heart to work twice as hard. So you're actually causing more tissue damage because the heart is in a pump inappropriately pumping anyway. So you're causing further damage by doing that. Mm-hmm. So what, um, like what was like the, you know, I, I know they've had her on medications and they had her on the ventilator, um, and the heart pump, but what other kind of things did they do or test or, you know, whatever? Yeah. They, they tested a lot of like, uh, there was different medicines that were used. We had to sign off on, we were told what they're supposed to do. You know, we don't know. So we just went along. Uh, and, and like, they won't give you information, right. They won't tell you, right. Uh, this is what the side effects are or anything like that. They just mm-hmm. say, and then I'm asking a doctor about surgeries and about, uh, other medications. I'm like, this, you really need that. Like, well, that's for you to decide. I'm like, well, I didn't go to school for this. This is not my education. It's your education. You should know, like if it was your daughter, what would you do? You know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I tried guiding, but they're not technically allowed to tell you what you should, how you should form your opinion. So it's all on you guesswork. And you like now, if things were to happen, I mean, I got so much research behind me, I would understand this stuff, but I I don't, I didn't then. And, uh, and that's, and you know what, that's, that's like perfectly well said, because look at how many people are forced into situations like this and 
you're already dealing with something traumatic and you're scared and you're frightened and you're, you know, feeling helpless and, and like, there's nothing that you can do Just looking for answers. And then it's like, well, you know, I went to medical school, but Hey, like I can't, I can't give you any information. I can't explain these meds that I'm pushing to you. Uh, I can't explain to you what they actually do to your body or how it works in your body, but Hey, you figure it out. That's right. While you're already lumped under a mountain of stress. Along with all the surgeries, the medicine, it's, it's all done the same way. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, we need to bring her for this test. We'll sign off. Uh, what is it? Like, uh, you know, and we don't know and we don't understand, but this is going to help this way. Okay. Oh, I guess like anything to help, you know, and right. you just follow along. Uh, I had my suspicions, like I said, but like, I, again, I was in my own head saying, what do I know? Like these guys went to school for this. They should know. Like, uh, but again, as you know yourself better than anybody can. And I believe, you know, your kids better than anybody can. And the medical system can't tell you what, you're observing, you know, and that's kind of what I was pushed upon. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm seeing things wrong. And you know, uh, there was a lot of times I wanted to fight. That's what kind of person I am. And I had nothing mm -hmm. that I could do there. So I was like observing, we were there all the whole time. Like I had my son with me, who I, think, I believe it was around five ish, uh, then. So trying with trying to take care of him and, uh, going to the hospital every hour of the day, it was, very time consuming, very mentally stressful. And, uh, you're just up in their arms, hoping that they could take care of what's going on that you have no control over. Right. And so you're, you're basically putting your faith into these so-called experts, um, to fix something that they created in the first place. That's right. See how the medical you know, system and works. It's, it's frightening and it's scary. And there's a lot of people I know that are going through the exact same uh, kind of thing or, or think about like even during the lockdown where family members weren't allowed to uh, go in the hospital with their kids or whatever, you know, and so it's like <clears throat> completely doing away with any kind of medical consent or any kind of um, advocate for the patient because they don't want you there because, you know, it's, it's too, it's too contagious and too scary that you can't be there with your family member that like actually you needs you to speak for them. Yeah. And, and you're seeing that with a few cases popping up where the, the spouse or whatnot is not allowed into the hospital because they're not vaccinated, even with a negative test and right. having to sneak in like uh, ivermectin or even vitamins, they even to, to have to sneak in vitamins because they won't put you on a vitamin drip when you go in, which, you know, uh, is, is just mind blowing. They, they'll deny that, but. And, and, and this, it's just crazy to me. I, I don't, I don't understand that. And to the medical professionals, my fellow medical professionals, shame on you because you took an oath to be an advocate for your patient. You did not take an oath to be an advocate for Big Pharma or for Dr. Fauci. You are there. Your sole job is for that patient. And so shame on you, the people that are turning their back to things or, you know, turning a blind eye to the shit that's going on. 
you should know better. And, and, and if th- you don't, you need to get the hell out of the nursing profession. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, obviously, you don't understand things because I, I know everybody makes the excuse everything's compartmentalized and uh, doctors really just know how to prescribe pills and how to prescribe you another pill that counters that pill and vice versa and what not exactly. to give you with that other pill. And uh, that's basically all they do. I found that out myself. Like uh, I said, I had other, uh, we'll get, we'll continue with the, my daughter, but I mean, I had a tumor at a young age. So I, I realized uh, the medical system didn't know what the hell they were doing. And mm-hmm. I learned about health and nutrition as treating you for me- as medicine and, you know, other stories to go along with that, but we'll leave that alone. But I, I realized all these things that they don't really know. But again, you do so much schooling, you should have some indication, some clue. These aren't uh, stupid people getting these positions, you know? A hundred percent. And, you know, for the people that are in the healthcare profession, um, whether you're a nurse, you're a medical assistant, you're a doctor, whatever the case may be, it is your job to be informed and to inform your patients, um, not just push meds or push surgeries or whatever. You need to be honest and tell the patients, okay, this is what you're going to experience. This is what the procedure entails. These are the risk involved. Uh, these are the side effects from this drug. It can cause these other things. That's your job. And you should know it inside and out. And if you don't, again, quit because you suck. You suck as a human being and you suck at your job. Just saying. Yeah. And I, and I see the same right now because people are scared to lose their jobs or taking the shot. And I'm sure there's some of that. They're seeing the other doctors, uh, other nurses being pushed out and losing their license, you know? So, but that's what it is. We all got to stand up and make this fight. It's not uh, just let someone else do it for you. If we could come together and unite, we could, we could all work together. And I bet you'd see a lot more doctors standing up if, you know, everybody did. But yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's, they should have been standing up from the beginning and that would have helped us. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it would help to have somebody in the medical field that actually is not afraid to speak up for that patient and for their family members. That, that's really what it boils down to. That is your job. So with your daughter, um, when she was there, and I know you said, you know, first they were like trying to blame you guys and it was your diet and it was this and it was that. And it's all your fault. Couldn't have been from <clears throat> Big Pharma and their jib jabs. Um, it's all you, blah, blah, blah. So what happened um, as far as your daughter goes? Like, did did she pass away on her own or were you guys forced to like take her off of life-saving measures yeah we were forced to take her off uh and that's a hard experience so i might go down a little bit of a rabbit hole i'll just try to touch on it sure uh we were all for uh donating uh whatever we could and uh, we actually i had someone i worked with that's uh, little son was in the hospital along with us need kidneys and uh I'm like, can I give them to him? Like, can I 
make that's not how the system works. We got to right. go by a, a list and everything. I said, no, like I want to donate specifically. And then uh, and you I was, can, it's called direct donation. Yeah. And then I was deterred by that to uh, saying that they wouldn't work for them. And uh, <clears throat> so we went through, what, what is it called there with the donation? And the, the, I can't remember the name of the company, Trillium. I might believe it. It might be. Uh, they came in and like this girl was like German and very scary and very like intimidating. I don't know why I have good f- intuition on people and wrong, something wrong off offer. Right. And they wanted us to keep her alive. They would have hooked her back up to machines, keep her alive right. three days till they could find right. organs to harvest the organs. harvest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there they shocked the heart to death. And like when she said this, like she had all glee and all like just scariness in her eyes uh, of like, and we got to clamp the heart shut. And like, you know, and it was just like right there, I already knew about adrenochrome and other things like, you know, possibilities of child harvesting and uh, rubbed me the wrong way. And then I'm like, you know, she's like, we're, we're going to have to do tests to find out what uh, blood type your daughter is. I'm like, she was already on the or- or- organ donors list. You should already know all this information. You should know everything of what she is able to give to someone else on the donation list. Well, that's not how it works. We uh, have to call and we have to call these hospitals individually. Like you don't have a database for this stuff. You right. know, no wonder why there's such a leg to the system and everybody's waiting for transplants, Never mind the harvesting. And, uh, that, yeah, so I actually had a retired nurse that had come into the room and talked us out of donating. And I'm so thankful for her. I wish I would be able to talk with her again sometime. But mm-hmm. uh, I think she knew more than she was letting on. And I right. think I understood that. <clears throat> and I and we were went, we went through so much. So, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, let's just end this now. Like we can't, I'm not going through with that anymore. Uh, it's a very long story for me to get into all my feelings on that, but, uh, I don't believe people understand what these donation things are about. Uh, cause so, you'd have to shark, shock and scare, you know, uh, to oxygenate the blood, all this sort of thing. And it's right along the lines of all this cultist bullshit. So first of all, they shouldn't have had, um, a psychotic person, come in from the <laughs> transplant team in the first place. If you're going to be in that job, you goddamn well better be empathetic um, yeah. and not be gleeful. That it, you it, have it, it just a- seems so off. It really did. My wife uh, even felt it as well. It's that's, that's just insane. So why did they tell you that you had to take her off life support? So what ended up happening with the machines and everything, and then she had all the, her heart swelling more because of the ventilation. Uh, she came down, they put we put her on to that pumping machine. She wasn't on it before the ventilation. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we put her on the machine. Uh, she ended up with a blood clot because the, the machine's a specific type because uh, mostly when you do these types of machines, they're on adults and 
majority of your blood's in the system, so you're less likely to develop clots, whereas with kids, uh, majority of your blood would be outside within the, the tubes and the, and the pump itself, then right. that's in your body. So she had to get extra blood put into her, and then there was a blood clot developed in the machine. They used warfarin to try to dissolve it, which ended up launch, lodging in her brain and creating more brain damage. And oh, at that point, we had to take her off machines. That is so heartbreaking and very um, disturbing mm-hmm. that all of this could have been avoided um, if every person, every parent on the planet was educated about vaccinations, what's contained in them, <clears throat> what they can do to you. And the we're whole so nine yards. We're so yeah. ignorant about it all. And I was the same. I mean, I'm and, well educated now, but I mean. Well, yeah. And, and I hate to say this, but unfortunately, um, and I've said this many times before that you have to go through traumas to, to grow. hundred percent. Um, you have to have experiences good and bad because they're all teachable moments. Mm-hmm. But um, that is just absolutely devastating. Um, so tell me what happened with your son. So my son was prior to my daughter. Uh, that was my firstborn. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife was induced for labor, was scheduled to be induced, and then was sent home. Uh, she ended up... Uh, coming back in with like a fake labor, I guess, kind of thing. And they ended up inducing her anyways. Uh, the doctor at hand wasn't licensed for forceps, uh, struggled with a suction uh, extraction, and then uh, had to wait quite a long time for a doctor to show up, another doctor that was qualified, which was a huge big scene in the operating room. It wasn't even an operating room. It was a normal room. Mm-hmm. Uh it was a huge big scene within uh, that. And he told her, what do you know? You're a girl. It was a whole big exchange. Then he went in there, extracted with the, the forceps. Uh, basically my son wasn't lifeless fully. ICU was waiting right on hand. I cut the umbilical cord that instantly passed on to ICU and took it away. And then within I don't know, six hours, not even, we were not, not, it wasn't six hours. It just seemed that long. Uh, they come back and told her, uh, told us that they had lost him. And, uh, so he, he died from asphyxiation due to uh, a fractured skull. So they tried to get your son out with the vacuum that didn't work. And then they used the forceps, which crushed his skull. Yes. And so then they couldn't save him because babies' skulls are very soft and very pliable. Um, and so, you know, the, the bunge is like, or bone is like spongy. And so when that happens, you actually go into brain tissue. So when that happened and when they came back and were like, oh, our bad, sorry. 
what did you guys do? We actually had no clue what to do. So we knew all kinds of things happened and all kinds of things went wrong. And we just wanted answers. We didn't know. So we were basically guided to a lawyer for a lawsuit, uh, which we thought was the answer at the time. The Mm -hmm. lawyer uh, informed us to call the College of Doctors and put in a complaint, which we had no clue we could do so. Uh, we put in a complaint against the hospital, a complaint against the doctor himself. We had a lawsuit going pending uh, with the doctor and the hospital as well. Uh, uh, we were told by the College of Doctors the longest case they have ever had was about a year and a half. You have a two-year statute of limitations for a lawsuit. Then you have to serve them. Uh, it was two years. We had no answers. So we our lawyer pushed out the papers to all kinds of other doctors. What people don't realize is doctors essentially have the right to kill. You have to prove they did something wrong and they were in a spot or doing something where they shouldn't have been doing it or shouldn't have been. And they nicked an artery where they shouldn't even been around, whatever the case may be. You, they have the license to kill. You have to prove they did malpractice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So with that said, all the information on hand, the doctor said, yes, this looks wrong, but I mean, who knows how they're going to judge it. So with that, we were only looking at $40,000 pain and suffering each for a lawsuit and people get millions of dollars for spilling coffee on themselves. That's crazy. exactly for, for uh, a, a business that has this coffee is hot warning on their window and then some asshole spills it and then sues. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were $80,000. Now we were told we're going to be subpoenaing a hospital, uh, the, the doctors, uh, they're going to bring a big team. They're going to bring multiple lawyers. If mm-hmm. we lose, we have to pay that. So our lawyer was pro bono, but he's like, you would have to pay that. So like, I'm telling you right now, you'll be facing 200000 $250,000 or more uh, mm-hmm. coming back at you. Even if you win, there's a good chance they're going to sue back to try to reclaim it. Right. Right now you're going to have to, he goes at that point, you have to retain a lawyer and you're going to have to pay money and it's going to be more money than you're going to be making. And you're kind of talked out of it, but in the end we were young and we we're doing all right. We don't want to be financially screwing ourselves with a 200 and plus thousand dollars. Right. So, so uh, what ended up happening, what changed our mind was uh, we still had, all we wanted was repercussion from the hospital and the doctors, the hospital brought us in, changed procedures uh, to our liking, and we dropped that one. Uh, The doctor himself, we didn't, there was nothing. It's in the College of Doctors' hands. Um, Five years after the case, so two years statute of limitations, you got to serve them. Now papers say you're going to court, and I think you have six months to renege on that. Uh, But we didn't have an answer. So five years down the road, we finally got an answer. The doctor lost his hospital privileges but was still able to maintain his practice that's fucking insane Mm -hmm. absolutely insane and that is why doctors carry shit tons of medical malpractice insurance um because they quote practice medicine they do make a lot of mistakes. They do injure and kill a lot of patients. Um, not saying that are, there aren't some good doctors out there, 
But I can tell you from working with a lot of doctors throughout my career, um, I don't know any of them that had not been sued for malpractice. And that's saying something. But that's, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, so you, you had this traumatic injury and death all by their hands, their mistake, their bad training or whatever. Um, And then you were forced to basically shut it down because the hospital has a crap ton of attorneys and makes a, it's multi-billion dollars industry. And so it's like, well, okay. So you and your wife, you're just, you know, basically like little peons in this puddle compared to the attorneys and the money that they have. So you better drop it. So you don't have to pay us more money for causing the damage that we did in the first place. That's right. That's that's it, fucking insane. The system's not made for us to fight back unless you're rich or wealthy, and that's the mm-hmm. point. Most of us aren't. Uh, it's it's a screwed up system that most people don't realize. Again, no one understands this stuff until they're faced with it. Most people just turn a blind eye to it. And like uh, you know, with my daughter, same thing. I, I have nobody that agrees with me that that happened. Even my own parents and her parents. Uh, they make excuses. Oh, I do. I agree with you wholeheartedly, a hundred thousand percent. That's why I am so big on, um, telling people what the hell are in vaccinations. Yeah. We're just shunned, uh, shunned out of the community. So our voices aren't heard and, uh, faced with a lot of money in order to shut you up too. Right. Like you're going to, you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life. Like we, we were just starting out, you know, this was about 14 years ago. And uh, we're just starting out kind of thing, you know? So it's like, well, I don't want to take on $200,000 debt. And it's something that you can't get out of. That's the other thing most people don't know. Once you're you're sued, you're sued. You could claim bankruptcy. You're still going to be paying that money back. Right. hundred percent. Or they'll take everything that you have. That's right. Because that's, that's the way that they roll and that's the way it's set up. So have you guys had more kids since then? We have one. Yes. And, um, how are things on that front? Like, um, everything's good, yes. no health issues, no problems. None. None. So he's how a, he's is a little your... mini me? So he's going to be fighting this world when I'm gone. <laughs> oh, sweet. That's awesome. So how, um, have you and your wife, how have your feelings changed on, uh, the medical industrial complex. Huge. I do not trust them one bit in any way, shape or form. Uh, when you start looking at it all, they treat you to keep on treating you. Uh, right. Once you become part of the system, you're never off. It's, it's kind of like a lot of older people, they get on medications and they get on another medication for that medication, then another medication. And they just keep right. pumping you with stuff. And right. I, I was already big into health. That's why I was uh, like, I didn't take the answer. We were healthy. Uh, we weren't healthy. And uh, it was our conception. Uh, like I was in probably my best shape I ever eaten, like just healthy stuff. I wasn't even eating out of the regular grocery stores, you know? So I, like, there's no freaking way that it was anything I ingested and 
uh, for the mutation to happen. And like, I, it, it's, it's our health is our food. Oh, our health is our water. Our water is completely and utterly gross. I've been distilling my own water for many years, knowing what's in it, industrial waste and everything else. And that's in our food. That's in our medicines. And everything. And so, sorry. So tell me, like, how far apart were these incidents with your son and your daughter? Roughly seven years. So, are you guys still like um, trying to cope or come to terms with stuff? Like, how how did you guys get through both of these horrific things? We were basically told the first one and the second one that uh, we may not last. Uh, I guess this splits up majority of people after a death of a child. And uh, me and my wife, we've been together for 23 years, married for about 14. Uh, Since 14 and 16, we were together. And uh, we just always been friends and always had each other's backs and always been able to talk through different things. And even if we don't agree, we're we're okay with that, you know, and, uh, I'm a bullheaded person, very strong minded. I always put my head down and keep on swinging. I uh, believe everything's meant to happen for a purpose. You're supposed to learn by it as sick as that might sound, but you're supposed to learn from these mistakes or these problems that you've been involved with, uh, from good or bad. And never, we're not meant to dwell on things We're uh, it's so easy to do. And that's what they want us to do. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is to keep moving forward, uh, finding reason. I don't know. I, I, I can't really explain it. I just always been a fighter. Uh, we were down and out the first time around because we were put on all kinds of uh, medications the first time around, uh, sleeping mm-hmm. pills to uh, anti-anxiety meds. Yeah. Depressants and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh told to go to, like I, I have a with my company we have like a private system for counseling uh we went my wife went to that for a couple of times and it was like well holy shit this is so heartbreaking i don't know what to do for you you guys seem to be doing all right like just move on but i was reluctant on anything that goes in my brain so i did not want these depressant pills my wife mm-hmm. pretty much needed them and you know if you were to say so. And, uh, we put her on it, uh, two years after that, like all they did was suppress the emotions and the thoughts and they came back out. Uh, for me, I was able to somewhat kind of deal with them because I wasn't on these depressants and these drugs. I slowly got her off of them. And this will sound crazy to a lot of people, but with microdosing mushrooms. And I found that during that time, uh, to get us off of depressants. And the second time around was the same thing we did. So I know there's yeah. a lot of studies coming out with micro dosing and a lot of people want to be skeptical on what it is. And I just feel it's a way better alternative. Uh, and, you know, I agree with that. I've never done them myself. Um, but even with um, like marijuana, like I don't do that. Have I tried it? Yes. A long time ago, but Um, I would like my daughter does marijuana and the edibles and whatever. And I would much rather see her do that than be on meds. hundred thousand percent. 
And even, I am al- not a fan even of alcohol, meds. in my opinion, too. Yeah. Like, I've seen so many deaths uh, with uncles and stuff from alcohol. And uh, it's these are all poisons. Like, I'm not saying the mushrooms are perfect or nothing like that, but they're just definitely a better alternative. I don't see anybody trying to kill themselves on mushrooms. So, yeah. Uh, and I. And I agree with you. And there's a lot of people that, that, you know, agree with you that that is um, like the way to go and, and things that actually come from the earth, you know, and are natural type things. That's way better for you than any, any flipping pill they could ever give you. I believe. Yeah. And, And we definitely needed something. I mean, it's, it wasn't anything easy to go through. So, uh, I, I just, so, it was the pills that I can't, I couldn't do. Yeah. And I understand that. And then, you know, then they, they don't help most people. They make you feel worse. And then you got to take And it's pill, like, then you're yours. flat effect <laughs> and you have like no mood. You have no feelings. You're just kind of like right. a mind numb zombie robot, which I think they want that because the increase of people that are on antidepressants, um, anti-anxiety meds, et cetera, et cetera, um, or even like ADHD and stuff like that, it has increased, you know, like 300 fold just in the last couple of years. And it's crazy. But I think that's kind of what they want is for people just to like, I don't know. Be, be mindless. Apathetic. They want yeah. they want everyone mindless, and uh, they want easily manipulation. And I mean, you could go into all kinds of scientific journals on exactly mind controlling, really, with medicines. And like you know, it's funny because like the I like uh, mushrooms will be coming out on the market. I guess they're already part of like some sort of exchange and uh, a lot of testing with pharmaceutical companies. And like that thing's going to skyrocket, I believe, because like you know. The depression pills is like one of the biggest thing everybody's on. The number right. two drug is a pill to stop you from killing yourself from being on that other drug. Exactly. And it's so ridiculous. Like that that's 100%. the way you treat yourself. A hundred percent. You need to and learn to cope with stuff, not suppress it. Exactly. And I'm a hundred percent on board with that. I'm a firm believer in that without a doubt. So let me ask you a question. Do you know, um, like on the the DTAP shot that your daughter got, do you know which one it was? Because there are eight on our schedule here. There's yes. eight different ones. I believe here it's all one shot. So did it have like um, polio and hemophilia, influenza and stuff like that in it as yes. well? Yes. Okay, so this is a this is a combo shot, um, and for people who don't know, it's a combination of multiple vaccinations in one, because doctors didn't want to have to give more than one shot. So then they they jammed them all together. So it wasn't just a DTaP vaccination; um, it had the flu and all kinds of things in it. But I want to tell you, like the ones on our um, schedule here. And you can look this up. People have heard me say this before, but if you go to the cdc.gov and do an advanced search, type in vaccine excipient summary, it will pull up 
a list of ingredients that are in each and every vaccination that is on the schedule, but it gives you excipient ingredients, which means, quote, additives or extra things on top of what the active ingredients are. The active ingredients are not listed on this. Um, you cannot get that information unless you look up the package label insert from that company, whichever company it is. But I want to like tell you what eight of these uh, have in them. And we're not going to go over every one, but you have aluminum, you have formaldehyde, um, you have antibiotics. Weird that you would need to put antibiotics in a vaccination. That makes no sense to me, but they say that it's, it's to keep them from breaking down. Uh, now bullshit. Because if you're giving somebody a toxin and you're giving them an antibiotic, what makes more sense? So anyway, uh, heavy detergents, um, sulfates, all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's cow cells, pig cells, uh, yeast, uh, streptomycin. Um, there's There's tons of stuff. And that's just in the eight different uh, DTAP brands that are on our schedule. Um, and then if you talk about just the Prevnar, which is the pneumonia vaccination, um, they have this thing in here in the Prevnar vaccine. It's called a CRM-197. It is actually a toxin. And according to the research, it's toxic to yeast cells and mammal cell lines. So um, isn't that fantastic? And then almost every vaccination on here <clears throat> has what's called polysorbate 80. Um, on the material uh, safety data sheet, that you can look up on polysorbate 80. And this is not in just vaccinations, it's in our medications and our foods, uh, shampoo and lots of other things. But it says in there specifically um, that the testing is on animals only, uh, no human testing or no data available on human testing but they're proven to be carcinogenic, mutagenic, which when he was talking earlier about the genetic mutation, that's what that means. So you're getting an ingredient in your vaccinations in almost every one of them on the United States vaccination federal schedule that's carcinogenic, mutagenic, and causes cardiac changes. Now, go figure that one out. And then um, with the rotavirus that causes the, quote, diarrhea, and we have to vaccinate against diarrhea, that makes sense. Um, that also uh, is a naturally occurring, um, quote, virus that comes in cows. And so... Uh, most of these things look like 
um, the coronavirus. They're shaped exactly the same. And anyway, um, in the rotavirus vaccine that comes from cows, we have cow uh, fetal bovine serum. So they're taking stuff out of an animal and injecting it into humans. And that is the same with almost every one of the vaccinations on this schedule. And I just want to say this is how the United States and other countries get around um, things like the polysorbate 80 that's mutagenic and carcinogenic and causes cardiac damage. <clears throat> we have this little thing in our federal government that's called GRAS, G-R-A-S, affirmation. And what that means is it's generally recognized as safe by the FDA. And all it takes is for one, quote, expert, wink, wink, like Dr. Fauci, to say, oh, no, really, uh, polysorbate 80 is safe in humans. Even though there's no data on it being safe in humans, it's only safe in animal testing or in animal studies. Uh, they have no data on humans. This is what allows them to get past regulation, because as long as an expert says uh, that it's safe for humans, even if there's no data and no studies that have been done on it. It exempts it from the federal food, drug, and cosmetic requirements um, to be federally regulated in the United States. That is why you have toxins uh, and poisons and things like that um, carcinogens, mutagenic things in your vaccinations and in your medications, um, in your food products, because an expert, quote, said it was safe and they don't have to provide studies. They don't have to provide documentation. It's just on somebody's word. So I want people to be aware that that is how these companies continue to kill and maim and harm um, people is through things like this. And shame. That's what they yes. do. They shame you 100%. all. Like they're trying to do right now with everybody being uh, offended by being called an anti-vaxxer. Uh-huh. 100%. And get this. This is another one of the rotavirus. There's two on our schedule. Um, this comes from the porcine circovirus type and the statement on the CDC's own website on this, under this vaccination that's, uh, comes from Rotorix. It says, um, is, you know, this, uh, porcine circovirus is present in rotavirus, um, but is not known to cause disease in humans. Now, I want to tell you what this virus is. It's a virus in pigs. It also looks like the coronavirus. Exact same thing uh, with the spikes on it, the whole nine yards. You can look it up. Um, it is an autonomously replicating uh, bacteria or virus. Um, it's very small, but it, it replicates on its own without any help. 
Um, so they're, again, they're taking a virus from pigs to put it into you. It replicates on its own. Um, and in mammals, it is a DNA virus. Uh, it's a it's another one of those single strand DNA, RNA uh, replicating viruses that they're injecting you with for, quote, diarrhea. I just want people to know that. No one likes to shit their pants. <laughs> so, well, I have shit my pants on a occasion, time or two. Yes, that happens when you get old and you think you're farting. Um, so how how are you today? Like how um, are your views? How are your, uh, like what's your focus? My focus is trying to unite people. Uh trying to show the similarities in which we're speaking. Uh, we're saying different words, but we're meaning the same things. And most people can't look past these triggered programmed words into us like anti-vaxxer, racist, mm -hmm. and all these other things. Uh, religion. Well, and here's the thing. It's a label. And yep. it's a label that was brought forth just like every other label, like conspiracy theorist or... Yep. You know, whatever it was brought forth um, as a means of separation and division, mm -hmm. and that's our problem. That's how they're winning. We're we're fighting over these pre-programmed notions in our heads, and uh, well, I don't want to be with that guy. He eats meat. I don't want to be with associated with that person. He's against all vaccines, and and we're all making these subcategories of what we want to believe to fit in when we're all right. fighting the same people, even with like all this black lives matter and all this crap, if you want to believe that was all true or not, regardless who's the suppressors, our government, right. these right. are the people. 100%. And I would say it's above our government, but just for the people that are into just blaming the governments, uh, we're all fighting the same person. Why can't we come together? They've got us pinned against each other. All that white guys are racist against all black people. Uh, right. to everything we're fighting each other and we got to realize like even with religions, a top uh, topic that's very hard to, to talk about. You could be one type of Christian, whatever, and you're fighting each other. Like these guys are both asking for the same thing, looking for the same guidance and not seeing it because you're fighting over the details. That's what they have us doing is fighting over details. And we're right. sitting here spinning our wheels and not getting any traction to make a movement and unite and actually do non-compliance and fight back. Uh, and you know that you're so right. And the, the funny thing is to me, um, if you want to uh, practice whatever religion, go ahead. I, I don't mind if you have, you know, uh, you're a fan of the medical community. Okay. Whatever, uh, do you, but, um, I don't, put people in groups or categories or whatever, because I think it's stupid. Um, if I don't like you, I don't like you because you're a shit human. Um, and, and it's not because of a, your color or your gender or, you know, <coughs> your anything. If I run across you in, in real life, and you are just an absolute shit person, then that's why I don't like you. That's it has nothing to do with anything here. else or any label. Same here. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've had plenty of labels put on me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I don't yeah. really care. So, and, and sometimes like with the conspiracy theorists, I'll wear that one with pride, you know, the anti-vaxxer, yeah. I'll wear it with pride. I, yeah. I think, you know, I, I see it a different way than most people do. And uh, we should be empowering these words that are meant to demonize us and not hundred percent. Not let them demonize us. But yeah. that's that's the whole game plan. That's the, what the division's about, to keep us fighting amongst each other so we don't fight against them. And I, I just want to make people realize that. And I've been at this conspiracy stuff for my basically my whole life. And that's kind of one thing I've always seen is the division and all that. And that's what I, I have listened to most sides go down religion. I've looked at most of it, all of it to Samaria, uh, like, you know, Anunnaki to all the crazy stuff and everything. And they're all say the same stories and they're very similar. Their stories within right. them. In my opinion, right. like, this is my opinion. Uh, modern religions have meant to be divide and control. They were hundred percent. Yeah. Like what I want to always tell people is like COVID's not the first lie. This is not the oh, first no. time. This is not the only <laughs> not even that's close. ever happened. You know, <laughs> there's so much more out there, and and there's so much information that's been controlled and suppressed from us. Like the victors always write the spoils of war, so we always read our history books in a wrong light. We read our religion in a wrong light, I believe. And we are all special. We are all spiritual beings, in my point. And uh, is there a creator, great divine? I believe so. Like mm-hmm. is it? I do is too. it you know, and that's, I think, why a lot of people are lost. And within these uh, movements, uh, they've turned so many people atheists that they won't even take a second to listen, you know. And that that's what we need to do is start having these conversations on these difficult topics. Put your emotions, put your ego aside and mm-hmm. listen to one another. Because we're right. all saying the same things. We all want the same things. Unless you're that right. evil person, you know. So, right. If we can't come together, we're going to continue going down these New World Order agenda plans. And that's what I'm afraid of. I know it's a big mountain to climb and it's hard to stop it, but it's going to take us all coming together. But you know what? We're bigger and we're bigger in numbers. That's right. Um, And that is why they continually have to uh, put labels on people and, you know, bash this religion or bash males or bash whatever it is today. Um, is because that's their way to divide you. And so if, if they can't divide you, they know they're going to lose. That's right. And so, you know, I think, um, with the situation of the world, and I know this sounds really fucked up to a lot of people, but I'm very thankful for what's going on right now because it is making people uh, think about things and see things and learn things uh, that they've never learned before. And, you know, kind of like little sponges soaking up information, you know, and I, I'm very thankful for that. And I'm thankful for uh, the fact that it, you know, the lockdowns and stuff, whether people like to admit it or not, it brought families closer together. Mm-hmm. It, it you know, definitely broke some apart, but yeah, yeah, it, oh, yeah, it brought the ones that were missing that connection and we're going to drift right. apart back together, I believe too. Absolutely. And I just think, you know, with, with people being locked down, they had more time to spend 
uh, listening to podcasts or, you know, looking into things or whatever. And I think that has really, really helped ignite a fire. Yeah. And I'm seeing that I, my worries is turning like, I, I see things that are going to become violent and that's mm-hmm. what I, I'm worried about those kind of movements. I don't want to be part of those. I am the type of person I'll start swinging when my back's against the wall. And I think that's right. all the mentality. We all have to go in with this. We can't just go guns a blazing. We have to unite. We come on a united front, take back our communities uh, slowly and we could build up to taking back our government. Uh, right. Where I would like to dissolve all of it, in my opinion, but that's a long Me story, too. you know, and Me too. It, it's, it's just crazy. Like we, we all follow this agenda of what we believe is life and life is so much more than you only live once. It's more than you just freaking here for a good time. Muzzle enjoy it or a short time muzzle. Enjoy it. Like, we're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason and we're right. special. And when people can realize that, then they'll see all the other flaws. Uh, a lot of people talk crap about flat earth. Uh, if anything about flat earth, people should be taking out of it is uh, it's waking up a lot of people to actual spirituality and relig- mm-hmm. uh, in religion sense uh, to whatever, however you perceive it in the end, whether the earth's flat or not, it's the, it's the story that's there that uh, absolutely you could be seen that you're, you've been deceived on certain fronts to allow you to open up, to look at other fronts. And re I was like, personally, I was an atheist at like about 10 to 12 years old uh, Mm -hmm. for quite a few years. I was into aliens all back then and all that sort of stuff. I've always been in conspiracies and uh, came full circle, man. I, 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 myself, I put God out. I I was raised Catholic in the Catholic schools and, Mm-hmm, went to same. church all the time <laughs> and I had questions. I had no answers. Then literally found out Easter bunnies fake, you know, Santa Claus is fake. Tooth fairies mm-hmm. fake. Well, if my parents are lying to me, who else is lying to me? So right. I, always, I always went through life with that look on it. And like, everybody's lying to us. And I, I found religion again. And I would say it as not religion, but that's how most people recognize it. But spirituality, mm-hmm. I believe we're all energy positive and negative is everything. Right. Me too. So I, I just, that's, it's, it's a hard circle to come by. Uh, I, I went down the flat earth realm, I guess, uh, a few years back. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions right now on YouTube and everywhere else with what you're going to find and what you're going to learn. There's definitely memory hole on that stuff that uh, is no longer available or mm-hmm. very hard to find actual history on flat earth. And it wasn't so long ago that people believe this. And anyways, I'm not saying flat earth because I got a different model in my head, but I mean, it's just a good realm for people to dive down a rabbit hole. Cause you know, with every good shill, every good psyop comes true information. And that little That's ounce true. of information is a missing piece to the puzzle. So let's yeah, listen and- to one another and hear each other out because there's probably a piece of the puzzle you have that I don't. Right. And I think that's extremely important and use discernment when you're, you know, looking at things because yes, there is a lot of uh, fake information out there, um, you know, but at least you're looking into things, at least you're thinking about things, which is highly important because the more enlightened that you become, 
the more aware of things that you become. So I think that's important. That's right. And sometimes like from my experience, because I don't, I don't think I haven't watched TV for a very long time. I don't watch news, never have. All I ever did was watch comedy movies and uh, stand up comic. Uh, that's it. I just like comedy. You need to laugh once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I never been into any of this normal programming. So I always found my own entertainment. When I started doing this stuff, I never really thought any of this was true. <laughs> like the whole global elitist cultist type of stuff. I never believed any of that. It was just like, this is a great story. I'm going to keep learning. I wanted to learn where we came from, where, like all of that. Like I wanted the answers. Right. And that's how I looked at things. And some of the most craziest things that I ever thought come back to being true, you know? So mm-hmm. don't, don't, <laughs> don't put it aside. Just put it aside for now. Cause it might come back later, you know? <laughs> it, exactly. It's, it's hard, but the connections come to you if you're open to listening. Yeah, and it's not just um, connections as far as information goes. It's connections to people, too. Uh, because when you give yourself that opening um, to, to knowledge and learning and stuff, you will find that uh, more people that are on your uh, energy wavelength are going to be drawn to you. Right. And so uh, you're going to make a lot more connections as people-wise as well. That's so. right. Yeah, I just, I I see this all going wrong and uh, I just want people to like, everyone thinks it's war to take over this stuff. And I, I really don't think so. We got to come together and start talking. And if we can't unite, then we're not uniting ever. Uh, right. This is a bigger plan than just like, I, I seen this coming. Uh I couldn't have told you uh, COVID, but I could have told you there was going to be a respiratory illness from all the things that I was watching and learning from since way back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They've been calling for this to happen. They've been doing war exercises on this stuff. No one right. was ever knowing about this until it came out and made front in the news. And now it's affecting your life. And that's kind of like the the vaccine and all that in the medical system with my stories. Is I, I didn't know any until it affected me personally. We're all walking right. through life kind of selfish and independent when we should be all uniting, coming together, knowing thy neighbor. We don't know our neighbors, you know, all this stuff. Uh, it's divide and conquer is the plan. And when they've been doing it for a lot longer than most people realize. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, so my dear friend, I just want to say, I love you to pieces. Um, you're such a nice person and I'm so honored and blessed um, that you shared this story with me and with my listeners. What uh, would be a message that you would give to people? Read. As far as like every day. Stop listening to people's opinions and read. Mm -hmm. The information's out there. It's up to you to look right now. We're buried with information, you're going to have to go to like, if you're using a Google, you're going to have to go through like 10 pages to find anything that's not 2019 and up. Uh, mm-hmm. But all this medical information is out there for your taking. Uh, in my opinion, like we're good and evil in this world and evil always has to tell you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They have the information. You have the information. It's up to you to find it and research it and know your choices. Make your choices yourself. Read 
I, I don't know how much more I can say that is read. I don't watch YouTube videos. All my conspiratorial stuff comes from just, just reading and looking at books and the, the information's out there. People have already tried to tell us this stuff too. And it, just research. I, I know it's YouTube for everybody right now and it's videos and documentaries and all that to learn from. But again, look at them as shills and there should be an ounce of truth probably in there. If they're telling you anything good, take that with a grain of salt, put it in the back. I don't know how much I could stress research. I agree. And I think, I think the reason why a lot of people turn to videos is uh, because of uh, it's easier to watch a video than use your attention span to read. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just my way of doing things. I, I, you know, it, but I agree there. Like, that's why I say, listen to them. Like I, I believe like there's a lot of shills out there, but they're also them. They're, they're telling you a lot of great information, you know? Right. Uh, so you have to listen to them. Like I, that's why anybody asks me, who do I listen to? And I, there is a few people that I would follow, but I just keep my ear to the ground and I don't believe everything that comes out of their mind, out of their mouth. Like, you know, like, uh, I just listen to it because there's another perspective. So let's listen to we one another, learn, gain from that. And I think we can move forward and unite, come together. We're seeing this happen in all these communities right now, but we're getting forced out into Telegram. We're getting forced out. Of, uh, and then even in within those groups, you're having a hard time finding people uh, linking mm -hmm. up. They're hiding channels, uh, this and that. It's they're, they're trying to stop us. Everyone thinks we're, the, we're a minority, and I believe we're the silent majority. Oh, I, I agree with that. 100%. We're listening to the noisy minority right now. And it's time for yeah. us to start being the squeaky wheel. Yes. It's just because uh, they are not afraid to talk more and loud. Yeah. Even and, if they're stupid and saying complete nonsense, <laughs> they're, they're willing to tell you that. So. <laughs> Joe Biden is great president. <laughs> <laughs> that mumbling. Just joke. kidding. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I agree with that. I think that we are, and every day there are more and more people that are um, waking up and realizing, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be 100% all in on something as long as they're actually finally opening you know, that third eye that everyone has and, and being open to uh, changing an opinion or uh, learning about something that they didn't know. And they're like, oh, my God. So I think every day it's growing and growing and growing. And it's it's exponential to me. Yeah, I'm seeing. It. I don't think there's doom and gloom for society. I think uh, the possibility for us. Um, to live the way that we want to be without all of the condemnation and the uh, group splitting and the name calling and all of that stuff. I think it's just growing and it, it's going to be so big that the, they'll have to give up. I just do. I'm, I have faith in God and, and that's what I see happening. So I believe Anyways. so too. And that's what like I think is wrong with mm. these people that are gone down this atheist path. Everything's doom and gloom. And when you could actually start looking past that and open your eyes up to a God, a creator, or however you want to explain it, 
you'll see, you'll see it's not so scary what we're going to be going through. It's actually a great thing. In my opinion, I, I, and I, I get called out like crazy for thinking that way. This is like the worst thing ever. And like, I just don't see, it. I have faith in everything that I know. And, um, I don't feel scared, you know, I, I that's the problem where everybody's feeling scared in this. And that's why I say have the conversations that you don't want to have and you might learn something and maybe get some comfort to it. Right. And I, that, that is so important. That's such a good message. <clears throat> so my dear, thank you again uh, for coming on my show and for sharing your story and um, you're a beautiful person inside and out. And I'm so happy um, that we got in touch again. Cause it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Um, so thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Uh, make sure people that you go like subscribe, share, download comment. I love reading the comments. So make sure you do that and spread love, not hate. It takes way less muscles in your face to smile than it does to frown. So even that is a step in the right direction. Get that positive attitude, put that positive energy back out into the universe and you'll be surprised at how things change. So for me and for Jay, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.